This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mark Janey. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Cloud Elements, and he's a recognized and a leading as a leading visionary for unifying the world's APIs by defining the first API integration platform. This revolution of API integration is the next frontier in API management as developers address the challenge of consuming millions of disparate private and public APIs. Mark, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it, Nathan. So how should we think about cloud elements? Is this like an enterprise version of, of, of Zapier or kind of like segment? What do you, what world do you guys play in? Yeah, it's a um, API-based version of what had traditionally been integration platforms called enterprise service buses. So things like MuleSoft and Tibco and Boomi have traditionally been these enterprise service buses or iPasses. We're a 100% API-based version of um, doing integration. Okay, and can you try and simplify that for my audience that's not technical? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's been this um, you know, massive fragmentation of applications, right? There's no longer, you know, the dinosaurs of suite, uh, suites of applications aren't ruling the earth anymore. It's a bunch of little apps you buy for your marketing department. Average Enterprise has a thousand of those apps and you need to have them all work together because they're all their own islands of data. So we use uh, an API-based construct, meaning um, allowing uh, computers to talk to applications to talk to each other programmatically in order to make the data look the same in every application you use. So if you have a contact object in 30 different marketing and CRM systems in your business, we can make those all look the same. Uh, same thing with your finance systems, et cetera. So this is, you can think of it as almost like plumbing. Yeah, it truly is the uh, the plumbing to move data, connect entire ecosystems of apps together. We organize them into these categories called hubs. Uh, think of uh, like accounting systems, CRM systems, fintech payment systems, um, and being able to enable them to work together and make it easier for developers to integrate to the apps that they use. And what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Yeah, so we make money in a subscription model. Um, and so people uh, pay for the connectors that they're going to use and then the number of people using those connectors. So if you're connecting to, let's say, Salesforce and and um, you know, Marketo, you pay for each of those connectors and then how many people are connected through those. Okay, and so what's the average kind of customer pay you per month, would you say, or per year? Yeah, yeah. Our average uh, ASP is about uh, approaching about 70000 uh, a year. Yep. And it, those, again, the triggers you're using to get that higher are, are what you just described, the points and the seats, right? Yeah, exactly. The What we've seen, our, our ASP has uh, more than tripled over the, uh, the past three years. And it's really a function of how many connectors we have in our library. We call those elements. And this continued proliferation, right, of applications. 
So take, you said through over the past three years, that's really tripled. Take me back to year one. What year was that? Yeah. So we launched our product in, uh, in beginning of 2015. Got it. We've, so, been, uh, we've been around since we raised our series a in mid 2014, got our first version of the product, uh, to in, in place in about January of 2015. When was the actual company formed though? Yeah, the company was formed uh, back at the end of 2012. We actually started, um, we knew we wanted to solve this API integration problem. We just didn't know what the right kind of product solution fit was. And so we, on our own nickel, we did a bunch of consulting engagements for the first 18 months, um, just me and my co-founders to really uh, bootstrap the business, but really get that problem solution fit nailed down before we raised institutional capital. And how much have you raised to date? Uh, 22 million. Got it. And that, that first round. So how did you capitalize the business before that? You just worked off consulting fees basically. Yeah, we worked off of, uh, consulting fees and the founder's capital, but primarily consulting fees. And we only took on consulting projects that, um, were consistent with our vision for uh, integration, right? API based projects, we, every consulting project we did, we had a subscription fee for as well as we started essentially using that to fund building out our core platform. That makes a lot of sense. How many co-founders were there? Yeah, we've got um, uh, four co-founders, including myself. And how did you, Mark, That's a, those are a lot of people to have an equity discussion about. Uh, like, how did you guys decide to break up the equity? Yeah, so, um, we, yeah, we had um, three of us start out as a... Um, just you just sit around a table, right? And you you, you kind of lay out the the different roles. We looked at some benchmarks of how that was structured, and then we brought in a fourth co-founder uh, soon thereafter. So that made it a little easier. But um, yeah, it's just uh, just having that uh, discussion, being open and fair with each other, and um, you know deciding based on the uh, the roles what makes sense. So I mean, when you say benchmarking, you're saying, hey. Joe, co-founder one, um, your current role and based off your, your, the past salary at your past company, you could go make X in the marketplace and we think you're going to bring Y value to this company. So you're going to get X percent. Is that what you mean? Yeah, absolutely. And also kind of, absolutely. Interesting. Okay. Did you use any other benchmarks that I didn't? Yeah. Well, we also used uh, just for other, um, based on different roles that other companies that, you know, were founded type of things like, okay, how much is the, CEO versus the VP of engineering uh, type of role. How do you divide that up based on what the, the people are bringing to the team and what their market value is? But I see. Um, yeah. And then what are you at today now in terms of customers here two or three years after launch? Yeah. So we have, um, we're approaching about 200 um, software companies that and uh, enterprises that essentially OEM our product. Part of what's unique about our model is that um, we sell uh, we don't sell directly to the end customer. We sell to, to application developers who are building an application. We're an integration platform for their application, right? Like Twilio is a communication platform for an app, for a software app. We're, a communi- we're an integration platform for a software app. So they license our product and then they use it to connect out to their customers and partners. So we had over, um, with those uh, almost 200 uh, customers, uh, you know, this year we expect to be approaching about 2 million end customers who actually integrated through our product, through our OEM partners. And who, who's, who are the ones actually paying the OEM partner or the end the OEM partner, right? We don't Got charge it. the, uh, the end customer, the OEM partners can bundle it into their product, offer it for free to their customers. They can, 
um, charge their customers if they want. It's really what their business model um, makes most sense for them. So Mark, at a $70,000 average selling price or ASP, that comes out to about, call it 5,800 bucks per month in ARPU per customer times 200 customers puts you guys somewhere around 1.1 million in monthly recurring revenue and about a $14 million run rate. Are those numbers generally accurate? Yeah, you're in the uh, the right ballpark. Okay. Why, why would it be higher or lower? Just discounting well, or group deals? Uh, our ASPs increased over time, right? So um, the right we started out, our ASP tripled over the last few years. So you can't use the uh, the calculation of just our current ASP I across see. all our customers. Yeah. Can, can we put a bottom on that? Can we say you're doing between 10 and 14 million in ARR? Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, great. What do you think you'll break by the end of this year? You only got, what, 30, 40 days left? Well, that, we're going to be in that in that range. Uh, you know, we've been growing at a. You know, I'll focus on more metrics that. Um, you know, we've been growing at a nearly a thirty percent quarter over quarter rate since we launched our product in twenty fifteen. In terms of so, revenue or customer signups. Uh, revenue. Okay. Yeah, ARR um, growing at nearly a thirty percent average quarter over quarter clip. It's a it's a big market. We've been growing fast. And can you take us back? Do you remember December 2016? Should just give us a year of history here. What were you in terms of run rate in that month? Yeah. Um, again, so we've we've about um, since beginning of 2016, we've well, grown about 150 percent. Okay. So can I just we just said right now this month you'll, or by the end of this year you'll be between 10 and 14. I mean, can I just subtract 30 percent off of that? And that's basically what you were doing in, at the beginning of, end of 2016. Yeah, you can actually divide it by two. Divided by two. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've doubled. Yeah. Oh, well, that you should. You, oh, because you, you said that yeah, was 30% quarter over quarter. It was quarter over quarter. So we've more than doubled. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. So you were somewhere around 5 million in AR at the end of December 2016. You're, you're going to be double that this year. I mean, that's incredible growth. Um, when was the last round of funding? When did you complete it? Uh, December 20, uh, 2016. So okay. A year so, ago. so you're either raising another round of capital right now or you're about to exit to a big company. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, we're, we're growing. This is a, come on, be, Mark, uh, which one is it? We're going to raise more money in, uh, in, in later in, uh, in 27, in, in 2018. Again, my year's mixed up, but yeah, <laughs> we'll be, uh, raising uh, more money kind of mid to later part of next year. And why do you say that with such confidence? In other words, why not actually like, like, you know, do that, but also at the same time, if a good exit comes along, take it. Well, I think as a, you never ignore when opportunities present themselves. Um, yeah, we're at the we're we're at a growth rate and a massive market opportunity, right? It's estimated that integration is over a thirty billion dollar, um, you know, market. That's just a been, you know, and that's probably underestimated. I think a lot of analysts feel you've got the you know tailwinds of you know public companies and you know different kind of parallel segments to what we're in, both with a Twilio and a, and a MuleSoft. So we feel like there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of growth to be had in this category and a lot of further growth for us. So, um, yeah, we want to build, continue building the company. That's our plan, but no, hey, it, if the it, right, right buyer comes along and there's the right partnership. That'll be the best for our customers and our employees. Of course, we won't ignore that. As I'm traveling the world on planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, guys hear it. I'm closing loads of different deals, whether it's buying a company, closing a new account for gitlatka.com, you name it, I've got to do it. And part of my issue is signing documents while I'm on the road. So I just found this new tool. I'm using it 
pretty aggressively. It's called Sign Easy. So you can get started for free at getsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. You'll see contracts that I've signed there and boy, oh boy, are they big and they work and the app is so easy to use. Get started today at getsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. Now, I mean, I've been shocked when I had Wade on from Zapier and also the folks on from Segment. I mean, Segment, uh, he told me I think they're they're over $15 million a month in, in MRR. So, I mean, just, just some of these companies, you add them up, you're like, oh, my gosh, this whole idea of plumbing for the Internet across APIs, it's a huge, huge business. Absolutely. And there, there's no shortage of the number of APIs. I, in fact, I just uh, saw a study uh, I, I forgot who it was from, but they are estimating that um, the number of APIs that are published are going to triple in the next six months. And so, again, all those are these little islands of data, right? And then you've got all these applications that are, you know, are based on those APIs that are all islands of data. And now with an average enterprise, according to Gartner, using over a thousand SaaS applications, it's it's kind of mind boggling. Yep. And you need and they need to all work together. What are you guys at today in terms of team size and where are you based? Yeah, so uh, we're approaching uh, 90 people. Um, most everyone is in Denver. We also have one of our co-founders is actually in Dallas. So we have a, a small engineering engineering team there as well. And then I want to understand kind of more about the team related to kind of your inside sales and marketing folks and your, and your fully weighted CAC. So last month, what did you guys spend just on paid ads or, or paid advertising? Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. Do you we, spend any? Uh, we do spend on uh, on uh, paid advertising, but we really um, focus on uh, you know our leads come both uh, through you know advertising our content and posting you know content through inbound um, conferences. So we do a tremendous amount of lead generation by participating and name um, your two favorite conferences that get you the best ROI. Yeah, so uh, actually my new favorite conference we just went to is Money 2020, and, um, and which is for the uh, fintech and financial services industry. Fabulous uh, conference. Why do you uh, say it was fabulous? Um, the um, Just the quality of people that are attending and walking around the show floor. I mean, there's, you know, heads of, you know, product and CTOs from major banks and financial institutions, uh, you know, engaging and walking in the show floor. It's not, you know, so it's just uh, decision makers and and uh, very well attended by the uh, fintech and financial services community. So that would be, uh, you know, that would be my favorite. And then, uh, we, you know, we love uh, Saster is, uh, is another really good one. We sell to, to SaaS companies and uh, that's a conference that's really uh, taken off over the last few years as well to see the growth of that. So would you say each year when you add up the conferences plus Facebook, Google ads, your other paid stuff, you spend more or less than a million bucks on paid acquisition? Yes. More? Um, we spend uh, more. More. Okay. More than, okay. That makes sense. And then of your 90 people, how many of them are dedicated to sales? Uh, we have about uh, 20 people in the, uh, you know, that includes, uh, you know, sale, pre-sales consultants, uh, business development reps and the, um, you know, on quota sales reps. So when you, when you start to look at your fully weighted CAC paid spend, plus your team dedicated to sales, what does that start to look like? Yeah. So, um, you know, what I look at it in, in terms of the most important metric is your, uh, your CAC payback. 
you know, we look to um, to be in that, you know, 12 month ish uh, range for our payback. And we continue to uh, operate at that level when we take and that's at the gross margin basis level. Right. So, so just so, to be clear, Mark, on that, you're taking your 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 churn, whatever you're taking. Your base, when you say your gross margin level at the after you calculate lifetime value, you're also multiplying your whatever your gross margin is on the back end of that. Yeah, really looking at the uh, not even lifetime value, but looking at the um, your ARR that you booked in a quarter um, at your gross margin level, right? And, and so taking out your cost of goods and then dividing that by all your sales and marketing spend um, from the previous quarter, yep. and uh, you know that number to uh, pay off in a in a year. Yep. That makes sense. So you, you said earlier, your kind of average 12 month contract is about 70 grand multiplied by a gross margin. I assume you guys, what are probably 85, 90%. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's like a typical, yeah, typical software at, company. At that mid eighties level. Yep. Yep. So 80, you know, you know, 85% of 70 grand is about 60 grand there. So what you're saying is to get that money back and recover in 12 months, uh, your, your, uh, your CAC, you're willing to go up to about 60 grand. Yeah, we're willing to go that high. We don't, but yeah, that's uh, yeah to, be, to spend fifty to sixty to get a seventy thousand dollar customer is it works. Yeah, you know, we'll do that. We'll do that all day long. Yeah, it totally works. And where are you finding these new customers? Yeah, um, and like I mentioned before, um, you know, conferences are a, uh, a, a you know, if you mean how we market to find them. Well, like, tell me, what, Mark, tell me how you got your first customer. Yeah, yeah. Um, First customer through uh, networking, um, actually, uh, um, you know, just people we knew, right? Our first uh, handful of customers were companies based in Denver that, um, you know, companies like uh, ViaWest and uh, PaxAid and others yep. that do a lot to support the local community and uh, entrepreneurs are starting out. So, okay. What, yeah. we're, I just realized we ran out of time here. So one word, uh, one word answer here, churn annually. What's it look like? Uh Less than one uh, percent. Okay, I that's mean, logo uh, or revenue. Yeah, annually, less than ten percent. Okay, and is that logo or revenue churn? That's a uh, revenue churn. Revenue churn. All right, Mark. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are quick answers. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Hard, the hard thing about hard things by uh, Ben uh, Horowitz. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, you know, I, I certainly follow uh, Mark Benioff and uh, watch what and look at what he's doing. Number three, is there a uh, is there a favorite online tool that you've got like uh, Acuity Scheduling? Um, yeah, I think the um, my favorite online tool is is Slack. Um, so for communicating with our team. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single? You have kids? Uh, married. I uh, have four kids. Wow. And how old are you, Mark? I'm uh, too old. <laughs> <laughs> Been around. Been around too long. How, <laughs> all right. Well, how how old are you today? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a 50, uh, 58 today. You got to own it, man. Take us back. Th- last question. <laughs> Take us back 38 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? <laughs> um, gosh, I, you know, I guess I, I go back to that uh, 20-year-old self. It's just, uh, you know, just again, just continue following your dreams, right? Don't be afraid to, to follow what you're passionate about. 
There you guys have it from Mark. Follow what you love. Uh, his company, they kind of founded it back in 2012, really helping, uh, building out the plumbing, right? The API plumbing to connect all these different SaaS applications that so many companies, especially enterprises, are using over a thousand each. Uh, they're building it out uh, from Denver with their team of 90. They raised $22 million, have 200 paying customers, and are growing, are about doubling year over year. December 2016 at a 5 million run rate. December 2017, over $10 million run rate. So healthy growth. Mark, thank you for taking us to the top. All right. Thank you.